So you've probably heard about setting SMART goals. Maybe you've even heard about um, having a BHAG goal, a big, hairy, audacious goal. And there's even been a book written about setting hard goals, which I absolutely love, by the way. It's from Mark Murphy. And they're all great. They all serve a purpose when it comes to goal setting. But they're all missing one super duper important element, and that's you. That's your natural way of thinking, feeling, behaving, aka your strengths um, from the Clifton Strengths Assessment. And today, in part two of our three part series, we're going to talk about how to set strengths based goals and how to achieve them using your talent themes and how to watch out for which talent themes are going to support you in your goals and which ones actually may be hindering you. Because, yes, yes. Even though you have a superpower strength in one of your talent themes, it can actually get in your way sometimes. And we're going to break that down, what that looks like. And a lot of what I'm sharing today, I just did a training for our Discovering Your Calling group on this. And one of the the students in the program, she was like, oh my gosh, I never thought about that. I never thought about how one of my talent themes could actually get in my way and hinder my progress. So it was just like this mind blow um, thought process for her. And I hope it is for you as well when we go through this episode today. So if you're ready, let's jump into today's podcast. Welcome to the Discovering Your Calling podcast. I'm your host, Sherry Miter. I'm here to help you unleash your strengths and get clarity on your calling. I believe when you find your purpose in life, fulfillment, joy, and success will follow. If you're ready, pop in those earbuds, hit that follow button, and join me on this journey toward discovering your calling. So again, this is part two of our three-part series to help make your biggest, craziest dreams come true, especially if you dream of discovering your true calling and living a life of fulfillment and freedom and pure joy. Um, So today, as I share, we're going to break down the power of having a strengths-based goal setting and finding out are your talents hindering or helping you. And if you missed it, last week was uh, session one, and we broke down the six steps, six proven steps to achieve career and life success. They were the steps that my husband and I took to get to this place in life where we just purchased our um, a much, much bigger boat that we plan on living on uh, next fall. And there's steps you can take to achieve any goal you want. And then next week, I'll break down and share part three, our last in the series on overcoming the three obstacles to living your dream life in record time. So don't miss that one. And in that, we're going to talk about the mindset stuff um, needed to achieve your goal and what might stop you. And I call them the sharks, danger buoys, and anchors to look out for. Okay. So today, again, we are talking about strengths-based goal setting. So let's start with like, what is strengths-based goal setting? One, it's focused on positive outcomes, of course, because strengths-based is all about positive positivity. Um, and it's created to cater to your natural talents while still challenging you to use those talents in perhaps a new way. Maybe it's a way you've never even thought about leaning into your talent themes to uh, achieve something. And it's learning to set goals 
with your top 10 strengths and mine, but it's also learning how to use your talent themes and lean into them to achieve the goal and also being aware of what to watch out for. Because again, some of your talent themes may actually become a roadblock for you when it comes to achieving a goal. And we'll talk more about what that looks like in this episode. Um, Here's the cool thing. Once you grasp this concept, you will find that strengths, the strengths-based approach is easier to set goals using it, and it's way easier to achieve them, and you get better results when you use this process. And it can tie in and be married to the SMART goals, the BHAG goals, the hard goals. In fact, that's the way I teach it in our um, Discovering Your Calling group or Discovering Your Calling Academy, the whole program. Let me just clarify again. I, I just want to really emphasize this, that one, if you're not familiar too with Clifton Strengths, um, you can head over to Gallup and read all about Clifton Strengths. If you're totally unfamiliar with it, um, I'll share a link in the show notes that shares, you know, with a link to Gallup so you can learn more about what is Clifton Strengths. So This episode, if you're not familiar with it, may sound like I am speaking a foreign language (laughs) because basically I am. You know, Clifton strengths and talents and themes and strengths, it all becomes this new language for you once you know it and understand it. So if this is all new to you, you might even want to pause this right now. Go read up on the Clifton Strengths. If you haven't taken the assessment yet, reach out to me. I can send you a package with some goodies to take the assessment and get some extra bonus items um, that'll help support you in your learning process about it. But it's basically taking this assessment tells you how you naturally think, feel, and behave. And it's your greater chance to have success. That being said, I'm going to pretend like you know what that means, that you know, when I say talent themes, what that is uh, from here on out. And again, depending on what goal you have, one talent theme might be a helper to one activity, but at other times for different activities, that same strength may actually hinder the progress. And the more you're fully aware of what your top 10 talent themes are and what they really mean and how they show up in your life, then you can really be fully aware of the role each theme plays when it comes to goal setting and it comes to the action step needed to achieve that goal. So how do you set goals using the strengths-based approach? So let's, because depending on how your strengths show up for you and what your top five, your top 10 talent themes are, and also where certain talent themes, if they're lower for you, how that may look different. So let's just say high futuristic, for instance. So futuristic is one of the talent themes that happens to be my number one talent themes. We love, if you have high futuristic, you know you love to goal set. You love to dream about the future. And you can picture what it is you want very clearly in your mind's eye. We love vision boards. We love the picture of it. People with high futuristic are able to set goals for not just this year, but we love to dream out five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road. We live in the future. So this process comes very naturally to us and easily. Um, But what doesn't come easy for somebody with high futuristic is the day-to-day action steps, the actual executing of and setting the timelines for that. Whereas 
if you're someone with low futuristic, but let's just say high competition, you may need to approach goal setting by what can you accomplish over the next three months or even what can you win in the next three months. For example, if you have high competition and maybe you have an exercise goal, you're probably, you're more likely, not probably, you are more likely to achieve a health goal if it includes competition. So maybe it's that if you're high competition, you're going to, um, your health goal includes not just running in a 5K race, but you want to be in the top 10 for your age category of that 5K race. Because competition is what drives you to achieve your goal and get you excited about setting that goal. Whereas somebody else, their health goal may be okay, which is like, I just want to be able to run a 5K this year. So do you see how like having that futuristic looks at a goal one way, having high competition looks at the goal a different way. Let's just look at it one different way too, is even if you look at the domains, and again, there's four domains with the Clifton Strengths. There's executing, there's influencing, strategic, and relationship building. So you could even pare it down to how your each domain helps with goal setting. So if you live with higher executing themes, you may not be able to really see the picture like somebody with high futuristic can. But what you're really good at is seeing the steps that you want to take. You're really good at being able to check off boxes. So your way of goal setting may look like I want to, um, you know, be a guest on 25 podcasts over the next six months and having that process to check the boxes off and what you need to do in order to achieve that goal. So that setting a goal that way may be more exciting for you than thinking about what's going to happen in 10 years from now or even one year from now, that you need a more clear action item type achievable goal to set. So again, it really just depends on what your domains are, where you live with that, and what your talent themes are, and how you even set the goal that matters. Now, once you have your goal in place, what does that look like for how you can go about working on achieving those goals? And this is where I call it dialing up or dialing down your themes. And what I mean by that, and let me preface this by saying I don't have any musical talent whatsoever. Um, I'm hoping to learn how to play the kibasa, I think it's called. It's a little shaker thing with like little um, rotating. I'm not even describing it well. But anyway, something my husband got me for Christmas. I said, well, I think I get a percussion instrument. It's like, I think I could actually play that. You just kind of, it's like a little shaker thing. Um, but I haven't even mastered that yet. So take this, you know, with a grain of salt. But I'm picturing like somebody that masters the music and they know they have that ear that they know when the guitars need to be dialed up a little bit or maybe the percussion needs to be dialed down a little bit. And they're the ones that makes the music sound, you know, pleasing to the ear. That's what we do with our time with our talent themes. We need to know when to dial certain ones up that we need to really lean in on them and dial other ones down because they're kind of just getting in the way right now. and. When you look at how to achieve your goals, that's what you want to be able to do. 
And again, I taught this in our Discovering Your Calling group recently. And the one student, they all like, whoa, that was really good. But the one was just like, oh my gosh, just I never, never thought about that, she said. And it's so true because we think, oh, it's a talent. It's the strength I have. So they're always going to serve us you know, in a good way. But no, there's always a blind spot to them. And even if it's not the blind spot, it's just something that can hinder us. So for instance, I have, and I've used this example many a times, you've probably heard me say this before, but my maximizer is one that I love maximizer, but it gets in my way sometimes because maximizer loves to take something that's already good and make it excellent. I mean, that's what I love to do with my, the clients I work with. They're already in a good, you know, they're already good at something. We're just trying to find that, that calling that they can be excellent at. But what I find is when I'm working on creating things, I, what I call maximize things to death, meaning we keep looking for perfection and perfection is always going to stop us. Perfection will always slow down progress. And I know it's my maximizer. And I've even learned and to even verbalize this to you know, whoever I'm working with, like, okay, we're done. I'm maximizing this to death. Let's go with good enough right now. And it's usually fine. <laughs> it's, but I know my maximizer, when I'm working on certain projects, can get in my way. So it's being aware of that. But let's just give a scenario here. So let's pretend that maybe you are someone who wants to create um, you want to, you know, build a side hustle and you want to create lesson plans for teachers. I've been working with a lot of teachers lately. And one of them even mentioned this to me. I thought, well, that's kind of a brilliant. So we're just going to pretend like that's you <laughs> and that you want to create these lesson plan templates like plug and play to help teachers create amazing lesson plans. So you're going to break it down. You might look and say, okay, I have three goals around this. One is I need to design the 10 guides. And you have a date by when you want to get that done. The second goal you might have is like, okay, I probably could sell these on Pinterest and Etsy. So I need to figure out how to set that up. And then the third goal around this is you might need to start learning how to market um, your guides on social media or networking with, you know, the right teachers, with schools, things like that. So those are your three, your three next action item steps to reach your ultimate goal of just creating the side business of selling lesson plans to teachers. And for our hypothetical example here, let's just pretend like your top five talent themes are focus, relator, learner, maximizer, and ideation. And again, if those sound like foreign language to you and you haven't taken the talent, the Clifton Strengths assessment yet, reach out to me and I'll send you a quick little cheat sheet PDF <laughs> that at least tells you what these words mean according to the Clifton Strengths assessment because they're not always what you think. So let's carve it down then and let's let's put a name to our person here. Let's just pretend like we're, this is actually Susie. So maybe this isn't you, but this is Susie who's going to work on this. So she's like, okay, I need to design my guides. That's the first goal. So she might lean into her focus theme because focus is an executing theme. And focus, when they execute, they love to just block out time. And they just need to focus on one thing at one time. And Susie's going to pull from her focus theme 
to block out time. So she's going to put it on her calendar of when she's going to work on creating these plans. And she's going to rely on her focus. She's going to turn off the phone, turn off the computer, turn off all distractions, put a sign on her door so the kids can't come in and disrupt her. Tell her husband, I'm working for two hours. Don't disturb me. Um, Only taking a break to go pee and maybe eat. (laughs) And that's it. And she's going to hone in and sit down and work on these things. And she knows she can knock it off in a couple hours work if it's focused, undistracted time. Then she's going to look at her ideation. So Susie's going to use her ideation. And maybe she does this before she does the focus time. She's like, well, I can use my ideation to gather ideas, to brainstorm what it is I need to create these lesson plans, um, review some things, look at her materials. So she's got the idea she wants to use. And that's going to serve her. But ideation might also get in her way because ideation may want to continue to do the research. It may want to continue to look for new ideas. It may want to stay in that research mode and not get into, okay, we have enough research. Let's go create these mode. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. So ideation for her is one that like, oh, we need to watch this because it's really going to help here. But it could also get in my way if I don't realize when I have enough material. And then Susie has Maximizer, like I already talked about. And Maximizer, we really, this could get in her way because Maximizer, like myself, it could help her look for perfectionism and just never get her ideas out there because she's always looking to keep making it better. And this could get better and tweaking it and it could get better and better and better. And it just never gets good enough to just get it out there. So Maximizer for Susie could be that one that's going to hinder her progress when it comes to actually creating the designs of these lesson plans. Let's go on and we're going to break down one more her second goal here. And that's the one like for Pinterest and Etsy. So hopefully this is helping you get in this, get this mindset of how this all works. So let's say, okay, Susie knows that teachers are looking on Pinterest and they're buying things on Etsy. So she wants to learn how to set them up. So this is where now she's going to lean into ideation, fully lean into it, dial in it way up because she can use her ideation to think outside the box, to create interesting posts and fresh ideas to share on on Pinterest. So she gets noticed. So she's going to spend time leaning into that ideation to really get creative with all her ideas. Maximizer for this goal is kind of that neutral one that is going to help her create that strategy that shows her how to her work can stand out above all the rest. So Maximizer for this goal is going to help her because she wants to be to look better maybe than the other lesson plans out there that she knows what she's offering looks classier, it looks fresher, it looks more trendy, or maybe not trendy is the right word for a teacher lesson plan, but it just looks more desirable than some of the other ones out there that are just like, look cheap. You know what I mean? So now learner. So remember, Susie has learner in her top five. Learner is the one that's going to hinder her here. It's going to help her in the way that she knows she does need to learn a little bit about Pinterest and a little bit about Etsy. But if she's not careful, her learner theme may keep her stuck because her learner theme may say, well, we need to learn more about all of the ways we can use Etsy. We need to learn more. We need to take this, you know, six month course on how to be a Pinterest pro. 
And her learner may want to stay in learner mode of learning how to be better at Pinterest, learning how to sell more on Etsy. And believe me, there's courses out there for everything out there. So we could stay learning forever. I've fallen into that trap a few times myself. Um, And learners cost me thousands of dollars. (laughs) because I felt like I needed to learn more. And we don't want that to happen to Susie or you as well. So you can see for the second goal that Susie has to set up a Pinterest and Etsy account that her ideation is going to help here, her maximizer is going to make her stand out, but her learner could keep her stuck if she's not careful. So it could hinder her here. And you know what? Let's just finish this off. We'll go to her third goal, which was marketing her guides uh, via network and social media. Susie has Relator in her top five. So she's going to really lean into her Relator and look at who are the people she already knows, she has a good relationship with, she trusts, um, they trust her, they have that no like value already, their existing circle, because Susie was a teacher. She's got a ton of teacher friends who could find value in this. So she's going to lean into her existing connections first. She's going to start there um, and really use her relator for that. She's dialing up her relator. Again, ideation shows up here again. Maybe ideation needs to come up with some fresh marketing ideas, kind of like we talked about for Pinterest. Maybe not. I don't know. You know, she's got to kind of play with that one. Learner, again, is going to show up here as one that maybe we need to dial that down because, again, learner in this instant might keep her stuck thinking she needs to know everything about marketing before she starts setting up her business. And she doesn't. She just needs to start. She needs to start with the people she already knows and use her relator. So she's going to dial down the learner in this instant. So, again, to help her um, get out there and market this, she's going to rely on her relator, dial that up. Ideation, she's just going to see where that helps a little bit. And learner, she's going to dial down so it doesn't get in the way and keep her stuck. So I hope that these examples with Susie kind of make sense to you. And they start to see how, one, you can set your goals based on your talent themes and goal set the way that feels natural to you, whether that's setting the big lofty futuristic goals, whether it's having that allows you to compete with something or someone or yourself, or whether it needs action steps, however feels natural to you. Um, that's the first step. And then break it down into the action items you need to do in order to achieve those goals. And then look to see Number one, which of your talent themes are going to help you reach this goal? And then number two, which of your talent themes might actually get in the way and hinder? So you can know which ones to dial up and dial down. And it doesn't matter when you're doing the strengths-based approach, you can use this approach with the SMART goal framework, with the hard goal framework, or the BHAG method. Um, just make sure that whatever one you choose, it also aligns with your natural talent themes. So my friend, I would love to know what big goal do you have? And what talent themes can you immediately see are going to help you achieve that goal? And which ones might be hindering you? And one last thing here, if by chance you are looking, one of your goals is to get clarity on your calling. One of your goals is that 
you need to build that side hustle like Susie did, or you're looking for a major career change, or you're just looking for something different this year. You're looking for more fulfillment and joy in your life. If any of that is on your goals for this year, I have one spot left for this summer for one-on-one coaching for the Discovering Your Calling program or academy. Um, So one spot. So it's open right now. So if any of that sounds like what you want to achieve this summer, then, you know, reach out to me. We can have a conversation, a clarity coaching call and see if it's the right, right opportunity for you at the right time. Um, but in the meanwhile, don't miss next week's episode where we're going to break down how to overcome the top three ap- obstacles to living your dream life in record time and talk about the sharks, the danger buoys, and the anchors that just might be holding you back. All right, my friend, thanks for listening. And I can't wait to see you achieve all of your big, um, your BHAG, your big, hairy, audacious goals uh, for business and life in the future. Hope this helped.